0: It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on Newstalk 95.3. Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. With financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory.
1: Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Good morning, folks. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group here on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, the show that helps you take your next wise step in your financial life, even on Christmas Eve, folks. We love you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right. Ho, ho, ho. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm your host and one of the advisors on the show, along with Santa, Kevin Corhorn,
2: and Josh Gregory. We've got a special guest in the studio with us today as well. Yes, we do. And... This is a special episode of Wise Money because today we're going to be starting a conversation about leadership. And if you are going to talk about leadership, if you're thinking about leadership, the person who comes to mind is Justin Moss. I
1: thought you were going to say Jesus. It's Christmas Eve.
2: Well, <laughs> well uh, yeah, it is. It is Christmas Eve. And if you think of the greatest leader ever in the history of leaders in the world, that would be Jesus. There you go. Um, but, but he's he's joining us today, but Justin's on the air with us Justin's today. <laughs> on the air with us today, and we are excited to have him. Um, Justin's been a long time, very good friend, uh, and uh, he. there's a lot of different things that Justin does. We're going to focus on the leadership component of what he does today, and, and and then figure out how that applies to our finances. That's right, that's right.
1: Hey folks, visit us at wisemoneyradio.com to submit a question, and if you're driving, give us a call, 574-222-2000. You can leave comments or questions that way. As well, listen, check us out on Facebook. Uh, wrote a blog earlier this week about your financial checklist, your year-end checklist, and you should check that out before it's too late. So like us on Facebook. If that's not your thing, just go to the blog periodically, wisemoneyradio.com. All right, as Justin said, we are excited to have special guest Justin Moss with us today. Justin is a leadership expert and runs his own leadership coaching firm, where he coaches and consults with a variety of businesses and other high-level leaders on becoming better leaders. Uh, he's a certified coach through the John Maxwell team and has led the premier local leadership conference here in Michigan. the past few years called Lead Michiana. Um, so that's just the tip of the iceberg of what Justin's all about. So we're excited to have you here, friend. Uh, why don't you introduce you. yourself?
3: Awesome. Hey, I'm excited. It, let me just say thank you for doing the show. I think it's amazing. I have I've talked to Kevin over the past several months, you guys doing this and I love, I used to be a financial advisor too. I don't know if you guys knew that, but I was used to be with another firm. And so I, I feel like I'm just with, I'm, I'm in the game again. So thanks for letting me yeah, be on the show. Cool, cool. Uh, you know, my passion, uh, three things, develop leaders, inspire teams and build legacies. I, I when I was, when I was a financial advisor, I was working with business owners, and they lacked vision for what they wanted to do with the resources that they had. And that was one of the reasons why I got out, because mm-hmm. they, they just they didn't have a vision of what all this resource, and they didn't have a picture of what they could do with it that was bigger than themselves. Oh, my goodness. And so that's actually why I left Jones. I moved down here. My my brother and I started Five Star, and uh, five years ago, I started my leadership development company with a, a very crystal clear vision of if I can develop leaders, and once those leaders get a vision, I can help inspire their teams, and then together, the leader and the team, they're going to build a powerful legacy that's bigger than just the bottom line. Making a huge impact. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah.
1: Okay, so at a high level, in your own words— And I'm a a student of John Maxwell, not to the uh, extent that you are, so I know his definition. But what's your definition of leadership?
3: You know, honest to goodness, my definition of leadership is exactly what John's is. Oh, yeah? Because (laughs) uh, leadership... don't keep it a secret. Leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. If you're going to lead your life well, for for example, health, then Mm -hmm. I'm going to influence what I put in my body, and I'm going to influence the kind of workout that I'm going to do because I want to have a healthy body. If I'm going to leverage leadership in my finances,
0: mm-hmm.
3: I'm going to influence how much money I make by picking the kind of jobs I want to work, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to influence where I put that money. And so leadership is influence. There's mm-hmm. good influence and there's bad influence, but it's still leadership, mm. right? And so for me, leadership is
2: influence. Yeah. So would this would this be a good time for you to tell us about what you're doing personally in our community Sure. to To affect that, especially coming up in May here? You you become like the people you hang around a
3: lot. You become like the books you read and listen to, right? And so for me, I understand that events challenge people and process changes people. If you want to change, most of the time it happens because there's an event in your life. You get hit with something and all of a sudden there's a a spike, a spark that happens and you're like, man, I I want change to happen. So that's why I created Lead Michiana. I used to do the leader cast. It was a simulcast. And then the past couple of years, I, I brought in John Maxwell or Darren Hardy, former publisher of Success Magazine, Les Brown. I bring in these speakers because they have lived at a different level than most of us, and they can bring us an event that would challenge us to think differently about our lives. And then we go in and we start developing that process, right? And so this year, I'm, I'm changing the game again. It's going from Lead Michiana to Lead USA. Because I want, I want to have more impact than just this region, and so I'm actually I have the technological platform that allow me to take Lead Michigan and turn it. This Lead USA goes from just being a local live event where I can now broadcast it across the country.
4: Was that the original vision for this event, or is it kind of evolved and it's it's kind of taking on a life of its own? What uh, what was the end game when you first started the event? You know, some years well, ago. When I first started the event, I just wanted it to go off well year one,
2: (laughs) but when
3: I, when I did, when I did decide to do lead Michiana, I actually bought the website domain name leadusa.org that same year with the intent of, if I can make it work in South Bend, Indiana, you know, how many communities that don't get these high level speakers in their communities, we can have tremendous impact. So I think this year I'm going to go from having, you know, a 1200 person event live in, in house here in South Bend. So this year I think will impact 20,000 people across the country. Oh, that's, that's amazing.
1: Awesome. And and where do people go to get more info?
2: Leadusa.org. Awesome. So can you just uh, just tease us just a little bit? Okay, yeah. So I, one of the speakers that mm-hmm. you're having, once I learned this was happening, I was very, very excited. He's a guy that I like to listen to and watch on YouTube, mm-hmm. and my boys are, have gotten into working out in the basement, and so a lot of times I'll hear this guy blaring yeah. in the basement, and I love it. I just yeah. I love it, love it, love it. So can you just give us a, yep. a, a sneak peek? So, so the theme this year is build strong teams. I, I'm passionate about teams,
3: and so there's a couple components. Uh, number one, Eric Thomas, he is... Um, I think he's probably the number one motivational speaker in the country right now. He is yep. dynamic. His story is high school dropout, homeless, and for two years in Detroit. Turned PhD, but but he he brings he says I bring it from the bottom. I mean mm. it's it's all guttural and it is it's human performance. It's it's you are capable of way more than you realize. Yep. And so he's bringing that message, a personal message about you getting it and then I'm bringing in the CEO of Barry Waymiller. I'm probably more excited about Bob Chapman than any speaker I've ever brought in because he's a practitioner. For 41 years, he's been running and growing a company. He took it over a family business in 1975, and it was a $20 million company. The financials were not that great. The facilities were dilapidated, and I'm telling you what, he grew it to to $2.4 billion, and it's the way that he built the company that jacks me up. It is it's it's he wrote a book about the whole story. Everybody matters the extraordinary power of caring for your people like family. And then I have this dynamic gal, Karen Hurt. She's an MBA professor. She was a Verizon executive for 20 years. And she, um, you know, bottom line, she wrote a book called Winning Well and Overcoming the Imperfect Boss. And there's a lot of people. That have imperfect, imperfect bosses in their life. I'm gonna, I'm gonna that read might that need that. to be our book study <laughs> for our
1: team this summer. Josh, <laughs> I'll get that for
3: you <laughs> for Christmas. So we're just we're hopefully gonna create a dynamic event to challenge people and to, and help them build better teams. I That's love it. awesome. So
2: That's Eric awesome. Thomas is he, he's our favorite, and yeah. we love and and if you haven't gone on YouTube and looked up Eric Thomas and oh, yeah. and, and and clicked on the one that says you gotta want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then I would encourage you to do that because once you do that, you're going to head over to... His videos are amazing. Thank
3: God it's Monday. That's his video kind of
2: vignettes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing.
4: Okay. So Justin, you said early on in your intro that uh, part of the reason you got out of our industry was because business owners that you were coaching at Mm -hmm. the time didn't have vision. So, So why is that so important in a business context that leadership be... You know, so crucial.
3: Uh, without vision, people perish. Without vision, people cast off restraint. You can't build the team if the team doesn't know where they're trying to go. You that that's one of the first requirements. It's not the most important, but it's the it's got to be one of the first things you do as a leader. Is you personally have to have a vision of why do I want this company to exist? What am I going to do with my life? What what do we want to do for our clients? You know, purpose. Uh, we're lost without real
1: purpose. Mm-hmm. And and so, folks, the voice you're hearing there is Justin Moss. We're talking about leadership, and we're going to turn the tide to financial leadership yeah. because you've got to have that same vision in your financial life in order to have financial success. So we've got a lot more here to unpack with Justin Moss here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, News Talk 95.3, Michigan's News, News Channel.
0: This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station.
1: Hey, good morning, folks, and Merry Christmas. You are listening to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group here on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. My name is Mike. I've got Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory in the studio with me. A uh, special guest, Justin Moss is also on the show as well. Leadership expert, all-around good guy. He's talking about leadership principles. We're going to apply it to finance in just a second. Hey, special thanks to the attorneys at Leduc Kern & Keene, as well as First State Bank for sponsoring the content of today's program. And last of the housekeeping, if you have a question, call us, 574-222-2000, or go to the website, wisemoneyradio.com. All right, folks, as I mentioned, so leadership expert, leadership guru, Justin Moss is with us. He's speaker, coach, trainer, all that good stuff. He's breaking down core leadership principles and we're about to apply it to finance and leadership in your finances, which is just crucial. So, hey, Justin, quick question. What's the greatest impact you've seen leadership make in business or in someone's personal life, just for those listening who think, oh, leadership is just this fluffy thing that, you know, never really amounts to much. What's, an, what, what's a real story or what's the greatest impact you've seen it make?
3: Um, so uh, the phrase I'm going to use is when someone becomes super intentional, they're they're leading their life well, right? And so everything that they do changes because they're intentional about the way they're doing it. And so these people are the ones that take success and they turn it into significance. Leadership allows a person to take average success and turn it into significance, meaning one of my all-time heroes, his name is Stanley Tam. He wrote a book called God Owns My Business. But I met him when he was 93, and I asked him if he had any goals. Hmm. And he looked at me, he's like, I had some. Like, dude, I'm 93. And and he said, yeah, I had some goals. He goes, I wanted to give over $100 million to the work of this mission I'm passionate about. And he looked at me and goes, we've given over $130 million. And and then he said, the second thing is I wanted to travel the world doing missionary work with this cause. And he goes, Justin, goes, I traveled the world 12 times. It was amazing to be a part of that whole thing, you know? And then he stopped. He goes, the third one... I I don't remember, but I'm sure I did it. (laughs) it, What hit me is he didn't worry about the 59 item bucket list. Leadership is when you do the few things Mm -hmm. that are on your plate and you do them so well. When we're not leading our lives, life is happening to us. And then we start being ping pong, you know, Mm -hmm. just bouncing around all over the place. So the, the greatest impact that I've seen happen is when a leader gets on fire with a vision and they intentionally live their days out. Time is life. Waste your time. Waste your life. Leadership is about
2: maximizing the time you have. Yeah. Well, we spent a lot of time at Corehorn Financial Group focusing on and training on leadership, how to become more effective leaders. Um, but So, Justin, when you think about it, what do you see as the most important leadership principle uh whether it's a it's a a person in a business or a business itself could start working on today
3: there you know if you follow maxwell he says there is not one thing about leadership there's not one the most important thing they're all they're all really important so vision is important but you know what else is right behind vision or right next to it a- action mm. so many mm. people they have big dreams and they they talk like a leader but they don't act like a leader. And so the the biggest thing I think, that if I could look at our society and say, where are we void? We have a lot of big dreams, but we do not know how to turn our dreams
4: into reality because we lack execution. We lack the daily grind ability, right? Yeah. You know, the word that comes to mind there is procrastination. Mm. And isn't that what all of us are kind of doing battle with in our own personal financial life? Oh, yeah. you know, just all areas of your life. You, you have the right idea, but sometimes lack the courage or the, the energy to actually go execute, as you said. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm.
3: E- executing on that vision and removing habitual mediocrity. So without vision, people perish. The other translation is without vision, people cast off restraint. So when you think of an Olympic athlete versus a casual athlete. Olympic athletes restrain their time. They restrain their resources to produce gold medals. Yeah. Casual athletes lose in the St. Bias, St. Pius Church League basketball tournament this past weekend.
2: <laughs> which I was one of you That sounded pretty specific. Uh, okay. Well, I think, you know, one of the books that we have been working on is the four disciplines of execution. Oh, yeah. Which, and, and that, is a, that is a fantastic book. And right now is a great time of the year. So um, today is Christmas Eve, and we're, we're coming around the bend. We're going to have New Year's. And it's a good time to hit the reset button and say, hey, these are the things that, that I really need to get started doing. Yeah, And to grab someone who can help you and say, hey, Justin, I need to do these things. Can you hold me accountable? Can you help me? Can you right. can you jumpstart me? Can you do something so that I have a different result at the end of 2017 than I had at the end of 2016? Yeah. Yeah. And
1: so uh, four disciplines of execution. Chris McChesney, I think is... Uh, Chris McChesney. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I want to ask you about um, your favorite books, because you mentioned, or, or maybe a book recommendation for this yeah. year. Yeah. You mentioned Leadership is Influence. And you also said something else. That's my favorite quote right now. I heard it from Tim Ferriss. He said, you are the average of the five people you're closest to. Mm-hmm. You're the average of the five people you're closest to. So if you don't like who's around you, or you want to take it up a notch, <laughs> read. <laughs> Kevin just moved closer he, to Josh. He's snuggling uh, up to air. In wow. <laughs> uh, but okay, so, so what's, a, what's a good leadership book recommendation that you want to give right now to someone who wants to drink some hot chocolate today and read a good book.
3: So highly actionable, very focused on your personal growth, whether you're a leader or whether you're a manager in a company or whether you're just at home, okay? Today Matters by John Maxwell has got to be one of my all-time favorite books. Today Matters. Today Matters. Even Christmas Eve? E- even okay. Christmas Eve. All right, good. It's 12 Twelve questions you have to be firm on and in, in everyday matters. And then the second book, I, they're hand in hand for me, they're too close, is uh, Darren Hardy's Compound Effect. Mm-hmm. The Compound Effect. And that, obviously, from a financial term, it's the the power of small, incremental, committed daily actions to bring whatever it is that you want into reality. Super powerful. Uh, both these books have changed my life. Awesome. That's, that's the launch. That's the launch. Okay. We're going to, we're going to shift
1: gears and start talking about leadership and your financial life, which also seems a bit squishy, but I'm telling you folks, it's a difference maker. One of the phrases that I've heard Kevin Corhorn say uh, oh, probably a dozen times a year for the past decade or so is that our area is extremely underserved in the field of financial services. So Kevin, explain that
2: a little bit and let's tie that into financial leadership. Well, when you talk about our area, so let's just talk about the Michiana area. I started 23 years ago. I had a degree in finance from Central Michigan University and I started doing financial planning and I've been running for my life ever since. And so now we have a, a, a business that's actually three different businesses and 40 employees and team members. And we cannot we, we struggle on a daily basis to keep up with the work. Now, I love it. I, I love that challenge. I'll take it. And, the, and really, the challenge is to, to maintain quality as you grow. But uh, I, I look at the, the folks that we've been privileged to serve, and most of them weren't working with someone else when they came to us. They just didn't have anyone helping them. Mm. So I think, you know, it, in, in times of uncertainty, seek wisdom. If you're going to seek wisdom in your financial life, and you want a coach or a guide or a sherpa or whatever you want to call it, you need. To, um, there aren't enough of those. If everyone who needed help today sought it, we would we we'd have a hard time.
1: And it's not just our community, folks. I mean, it, it's Fort Wayne, it's Grand Rapids, it's this stinking United States government, right? We're all. I mean, anywhere you look, we're lacking. In financial leadership as well. And Justin, I bet you would say the same when you talk to different individuals or leaders and so on and say, gosh, there's a leadership vacuum here. Everyone needs to get better, get better
3: at being a leader, get better at being a leader in your finance." I'm at war with habitual mediocrity. Yeah. That is what we are. We've fallen in love with in our country. And if, if there's nothing that will ruin your finances faster than habitual mediocrity in terms of how you spend your money.
4: Yeah. Yeah. What would be an example of that that you would see in uh, in an average American's life? Habitual mediocrity. Yeah. Uh,
3: the decision to not get up and exercise. Mm-hmm. The decision to spend money on food that you know probably will cause cancer. I, I would say <laughs> the,
1: the
2: decision to say budgeting budgeting is hard. I'm not going to budget. Exactly. Yep, right. Yep, right. So, so every time we try and do the budget, we get in an argument. I'm not going to do it. Right. Yeah.
1: All right. More about financial leadership with Justin Moss here coming up on 95.3 MNC.
0: This is Wise Money with Corehorn Financial Group on Newstalk 95.3, Michigan's news channel, your breaking news and weather station.
1: Hey, good morning, folks. Welcome back to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group here on 95.3 MNC. My name's Mike. I've got Josh and Kevin with me in the studio, as well as special guest Justin Moss is still with us, talking about financial leadership and leadership in general. Uh, quick thank you to adult, excuse me, the Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett and the inspired team of realtors at Remax max 100 for partnering with us on the Wise Money Show. Uh, if you have a question, check us out, wisemoneyradio.com. Or give us a call, 574-222-2000. Okay, so if you're just joining us, Justin Moss is on the line with us. Actually, he's in the studio, not online. line. I don't know why I said that. Uh, we're talking about leadership principles as well as financial leadership. We're just starting to unpack what that means. And so I, let's, let's address that. Justin, and then Josh, Kevin, myself, what are the most applicable leadership principles that someone can apply to their finances?
3: Okay, so I have, I have three answers, and I'm going to say them really quick, because we already talked about the, the first one, vision. Yep. you got to get a vision for what you want to do with your money. Number two, I'm going to say it's grit. What I mean mm. by grit is, for example, I had a goal at the end of 2016, I wanted to be debt-free. Ask me if I'm debt-free. Are you debt-free, Justin? No! <laughs> yeah. But so many people, they fail, and so they quit getting those visions. They quit setting goals. They quit re-upping and saying, okay, I'm back on it. I've got another goal. I'm going to have it done in six months. Great. And so grit, 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 grit. You got to endure massive failure. And it's through the failing that I'm going to get there because I'm just not going to give up. Oh my goodness. I You got another one, but I just want to stop you right there. You know what kind of
1: example that sets for your kids? If you do that, mm-hmm. you know what kind of example that sets for your friends? If yeah. you do mm-hmm. that, pull yourself up, get gritty and just grind out these goals. Guys, that's why we're talking about financial leadership. That can influence, that action can influence everyone around you elevate our community financially.
3: Yeah, and and then the third one is become growth oriented instead of goal oriented. Meaning, so when I was I was practicing little sports in, my, in the gym, right? Just trying to work out, trying to find a stupid goal that would keep me motivated to stay healthy, right? Okay. So uh, juggling the soccer ball with my kids, and, and my goal was 500 juggles without dropping the ball. Oh, my goodness. And I did that, like, last year or whatever. I did it. And then I went to this conference at John Maxwell, and he talked about growth-oriented versus goal-oriented. He's never been goal-oriented. He's always growth-oriented. And, and I said, okay, I'm taking the lid off. How far can I go with juggling the ball? And the day I decided to see how far I could go, I juggled the ball 1,938 times without dropping Come it. Come Because uh, I got took my ball. lid off. And that's a stupid example just to help. But, but what if you took the lid off and said, what is possible? Not just how much money could I save, but can I actually learn how to make more? Because that's the other part of the equation. So many people, they get stuck in a, a job and they cap their salary and they just say, well, that's all the money I have to deal with. So how can I, how can I save it better versus there's more in me? I could grow my ability to earn more money. And so growth oriented is don't just look at your life and say, this is all that I have,
4: but how far can I go? Yeah,
1: that's good stuff. That's really good.
4: I, I like that in the context of budgeting in particular, you know, so often when someone's struggling financially, our first uh, intention is to decide is there a spending problem going on you know are are they right. bleeding out dollars that they shouldn't but then we have to turn our attention to uh, is there an income issue and i i see it all the time that many people they don't believe that they can grow their income they don't have a vision for their career or their business as you were saying that's right. earlier That's right so blow that lid off that's that's fabulous advice for some listening today
1: well here here we go and they're they're not just going to hand you that higher paying job you got to go you got to go get it and um so this is this was this is my principle that i would say the leadership principle that you've got to apply to your finances and it's going to sound like mom it's like just the normal financial stuff but delayed gratification <laughs> oh, yeah. so justin you didn't if you went to juggle one thousand plus times that wasn't just going to happen Right. You need, you needed to commit to it. And when you're thinking about any leadership or growth or vision, vision takes time. One of my favorite books on, uh, leadership is the land between. Mm. Okay. About how you've got this vision. We can't stay here. We've got to go. But then it takes you a long time to get there. And halfway through, you're looking around saying, why in the world did we do this? With your finances, it's the same principle. You've got to delay gratification and I can't think of a better time than right now, Christmas season, where everything's on sale and there's all those shiny things to delay gratification and show your family members and yourself that you can take some hard steps and sacrifice to improve your
3: financial life. Listen, everything great is uphill. Yes. Everything yeah, Everything great is uphill. John Maxwell said that at the last conference I was at, and it stuck, right? Yeah. Everything great is uphill, but you know the kind of society we're living in? We're living in a society that wants downhill results without going uphill. Especially in finances.
1: People yeah. look at someone who has perceived financial success and think that that was given to them or easy. They didn't realize that it was uphill all the way, and I think it's because people
2: are so quick to display financial success. Well, I think a lot of times if you observe someone that has some degree of financial success, mo- my observation is most folks that are truly successful financially make it look easy. So you don't see the, the grit. Oh, yeah. You don't see yeah. the grind. You don't see that they, that they have uphill habits and they go uphill because the greatness is what's uphill. They're not traveling downhill hoping for what you get when you go uphill. And so this is it's it's very, very tricky um, when you when there's someone that works really, really, really hard. And you might only see them on the weekend when they're cleaned up and casual and you think, well, their life. Yeah, boy. And that's the other problem is we look out. We're so infatuated
3: with the success of other people. We forget to be so concerned about the success that we're supposed to have. And so I I just think I, I don't I'm glad you're successful, Kevin. But my grind is focused on getting where I need to take my family. Yep. And, and that's where I want to be going uphill. Absolutely.
4: You know what? That actually uh, is a good segue into one of the principles that I see missing in many people's lives. And that is an overarching um, answer to the question why yeah. or what is their purpose uh, in life. So good. right. And, and it's, it's no wonder that people seem rudderless when it comes to making financial decisions at times because they don't know uh, the the why for their overall life, and therefore there's no way for them to get the why related to their their finances in line with that. I had a friend call me yesterday, and he told me, Justin, I'm selling my house.
3: And he goes, I've got a vision of what was po- what's possible with the resources that we have. And I realized one of my issues is I was living in a house bigger than what I really needed to have. And mm-hmm. I said, Why are you doing that? That's crazy. Those crazy people do that. Mm-hmm. And he said, But I have a why. Huh. And so he's he's not re- casting off restraint to his money. He's putting now restraints on his money and he's saying, "We don't want this house anymore." Him and his wife are both on the same page, and it's because of what you just said. He has a why.
2: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's. Good. Yeah, and it's amazing the freedom that's found when you're willing to put those restraints on. Hmm.
1: Okay, so Justin. So so that's that's really good stuff, Justin. I want to just give you a moment on the air to just summarize. If you were, if you're speaking right to the Michiana community, someone who needs to take some leadership steps, what's the first action item or what's a, what's a next step that you would encourage someone to take after listening to today?
3: I would evaluate your past 12 months. I'd evaluate the past five years and say, do I like the trajectory that I'm creating? Mm. You, you have to face reality you know there's nothing that's partly why we don't like finances because we don't like looking at the checkbook
1: <laughs>
3: but if you don't face so in your life'm I'm, I'm begging you I want you to face reality and I want you to ask yourself is this the direction that I've I desired to go am I excited about the future based on the fruit that I'm currently producing
0: mm-hmm.
3: and if you don't like the picture of what you're creating you're the only one that can change it and so you need to stop and you need to take, take stock of what are you producing. And now I'm going to ask you this question. What do I need to stop doing and what do I need to start doing? You don't have to have a big grandiose vision for what you want. What you need to do is just say, what, what do I want this next year? Yeah. Big well, vision is helpful. That's, that takes a while to unpack. Mm-hmm. But just take stock of where have I been and where do I want to be? Mm-hmm. How do people get a hold of you? How do people reach you? website again Justinmost.com.
1: there you go easy easy enough hey thanks for being on the show i you don't think it's gonna, awesome i don't think it's gonna great. be our last time this is good i'm motivated yeah, i'm pumped up so we've got uh, questions from fans of the show coming up uh that and much more here on wise money with Corehorn financial group news talk 95.3 Michigan's news channel
0: This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, your breaking news and weather station.
1: Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran & Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired team at RE-MAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies program. Good morning, folks, and Merry Christmas Eve. Thanks for joining us here for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Newstalk 95.3, Michigan's news channel. My name's Mike. I've got Josh and Kevin with me in the studio. Justin Moss was with us. He just left. Uh, a lot of fun there. If you missed anything talking about financial leadership, if you missed anything, uh, check out the podcast. You can do so at wisemoneyradio.com or on iTunes. Uh, okay, folks, so we just finished talking about financial leadership, uh, we want to uh, recap that and summarize it in just one real quick second, uh, and then we've got great questions coming up. First one uh, stems from Lynn, which is about last week's show about student loan forgiveness. But Josh, how would you summarize the financial leadership discussion with Justin?
4: Well, it, it, it's just that—that that, you know the whole message we were trying to convey today, and I think Justin did just a fabulous job of of emphasizing why leadership is so important. But it's especially important in your financial life because. Your financial life is, um, it's, it's an implication that comes uh, over your whole life, right? I mean, it, it's something that uh, if you don't define how you're going to lead in your personal financial life, your overall life is going to suffer. And I've often said to my, my kids, I, I want them to have a working definition that even a six-year-old could understand of what leadership is. And the way I always define it for them is a good leader is someone who helps other people do the right thing. And if you're going to be a financial leader in your own household, you need to help uh, your spouse, help yourself, help your kids. Maybe it's even other family members leading up uh, the family tree to your parents. How do you help them do the right thing in their financial life? That might be finding a trustworthy source of wisdom in their financial life. Could be helping them have a better or clearer picture of where they stand in their financial life. Um, Even just helping them learn about how to make wise financial decisions and, uh, and how to recognize great decisions so they don't settle for good decisions in their life. Oh, no, that's great. That's
1: great, folks. That won't be the last time we have Justin on the show. What a, what a great uh, message, especially this time of year as we kind of corner into 2017. So, All right, we're going to turn to questions from fans of the show. The first one, Lynn called in to 574-222-2000 and asked this question. Yeah.
2: Yes, my question has to do with the Parent PLUS loans. Those parents who um, we have um, a farm and not a lot of cash on hand, a cash flow, but we we do have a farm, and much of the loans that our children incurred uh, fell to uh, Parent PLUS status, and I'd like you to speak to the repayment on that a bit. Thank you.
1: Yeah, folks. So if you're, if you're confused about what Lynn's question was all about, then you missed last week's episode. We were talking about that very, very controversial topic of student loan debt forgiveness. The government's got a few programs out there and those programs are really starting to influence people's behavior and people are really, because this student loan debt is so burdensome with high interest rates and so on, people are looking at, well, what can I do to take advantage of some of these government programs? We mentioned four broad programs. Okay, uh, and one of them, the income-based repayment plan. My understanding, again, we're not experts in this. It's just new. A lot of the programs were just put in motion, and a lot of the programs haven't forgiven a dime yet. So we're we're not holding ourselves out as experts. But our understanding, my understanding, is that the most common type of forgiveness is the income-based repayment options. My understanding is the Parent PLUS loans do are not eligible for that. But I'd encourage you to work with a financial aid expert, maybe even call the school or call the company that's carrying the loans and just check. Um, because I also believe, uh, I've seen uh, on the internet, and nothing is ever wrong on the internet, um, <laughs> but, but from a reliable source, it talks about how they are eligible, they could be eligible for the public service forgiveness program.
4: Which you know brings its own constraints. it means that most people who have parent plus loans are not going to be eligible for this type of forgiveness unless they're uh, in a situation where they're qualifying for the public service. Um, debt forgiveness program, working for a government organization or a nonprofit organization. Yeah, that's so right. most people. This just doesn't apply to unfortunately. Yep. One of the other
1: categories we mentioned last week was about the Perkins loans. Of course, that's not a parent loan at all, so that wouldn't qualify either. So, um, so I, I would encourage you to do three things, Lynn, or anyone else who's kind of puzzled by this question. First, I'd encourage her to listen to last week's podcast where we talk about the different types of loan forgiveness, just so you get educated and understand what the options are. Second, I would call the, uh, the company who has your student loans um, and, uh, and, and just ask them directly. And then finally, we put a link on the Facebook page after last, last week's episode that goes directly to the studentaid.gov website. And it's got a kind of table or a grid that shows if you've got this loan, here's a repayment plan, and here's how that all works. So the third, uh, you know, task Uh, I'd invite you to do is go to the Facebook page at wise money radio and check out those resources there. So good question, Lynn. Uh, It's tricky stuff and complicated with the different programs out there. So thanks for the question. Thanks for listening. Second question here is from Greg. He's 52 from Niles. Several years ago, I got some term life insurance to help my wife and kids just in case something happened to me. It was a 20 year policy and matures next year. At that time, I think the cost goes up quite a bit after that. Should I pay that, get a new 20-year policy, or do something else? Thanks for the help.
2: That's a great question, Greg. One of the things you want to do is look at what was, what did you need 20 years ago, and what do you need now? What, so your the purpose of the insurance was to fund unfunded goals in the event of your death, to provide for survivor income, to provide for estate liquidity. There are all kinds of different purposes that you would have for owning life insurance. And so you look and you say, okay, the other thing that factors in is what is your health today and what do you think it'll be in a year? Because if you're going to be replacing this policy, your health is a a consideration. Oh, absolutely. And if you're healthy today, I would say, well, take action today. And do that analysis. What kind? How much insurance do I need? So, what amount do I need? Over what length of time will I need that? Because that helps you know whether you need temporary insurance or permanent insurance. And I know there, you know, lots of people like to discuss and say, well, hey, you know, temporary insurance is great and permanent insurance is bad. And unless you're a permanent insurance salesman, <laughs> and then you say permanent insurance is great and temporary insurance is bad. But this is what we look at that, and we say temporary, permanent. They're both a tool. So you don't go to your toolbox and say, "Hey, this is a, I like this tool. I hate this tool." You go to your toolbox and say, "What job am I trying to do? Let me grab the right tool here and get working on it."
4: Well, and it's possible that in all of this analysis, you discover that, hey, maybe you haven't. Uh, you've made great progress in your financial life over the past nineteen or twenty years but you're not quite at the point where you no longer need life insurance. So looking at replacing this policy with another one that stretches out far enough to cover the amount of risks that you're facing. That's, that's the first question. But as you point out, if your health has changed and you can't get new life insurance, maybe you need to be looking back at your existing policy to determine whether or not it can be converted into a permanent policy. That's right. In other words, take it from term insurance Uh, converted into uh, maybe a universal life policy that you can hold uh, much longer. Mm -hmm. And uh, some policies only give you a a certain window of time to be able to do that conversion and keep it more permanently. So uh, if you're struggling to know the details on how that policy works, this would be a time to seek out a professional who can really dive into the details for you. Yeah, and
2: we have a bias towards finding a professional that's independent. Um, There's a big difference between an independent insurance agent who can uh, give you a price for insurance but if you smoke cigars we can find the company that is better for that if you have a family history we can find a company that will look more favorably upon that so I would look I would look for an independent agent instead of an agent that just represents a manufacturer and that's all they've got to offer you
1: yeah the other thing speaking of an independent agent I they're probably, the most likely insurance individual who can help you kind of ob- objectively assess your needs. You mentioned another 20-year term policy. Term policies don't just come in 20-year terms. That's right. And, and there's a lot of financial advisors who just say you need a 20, 20-year term policy. They come in 10-year. They come in 30. So, so you're going to want someone to sit down and do an, a, what we call a needs analysis to help you figure out exactly what type you're, you're, you, know, you need, really. Yeah. And so, uh, great question, though. I think a lot of folks are, are in a similar situation as that. So thanks, Greg, for the question. Hey, folks, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank Justin Moss one more time. He did a great job, helped us with financial leadership. And I tell you, that's right on the heels. Coming up next week, we've got another friend who's going to help us talk about setting goals for the new year and how to achieve those goals. So Merry Christmas from all of us here at Corhorn Financial Group and Wise Money. We'll see you next week for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, Stock 95.3, and News Channel.
0: Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corehorn Financial Group, KFG Wealth Management, LLC, and Silver Oak Securities, Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.